Welcome to the Health Shift Revolution, Bakersfield, California's premier holistic health network featuring Roland Brown and Bobby Perrine. Two completely different guys on the same path with the knowledge, experience, and no-nonsense approach to help you navigate the way through the difficult journey of finding your way to holistic health. We're glad you stopped by. Take a second, slow down, and you just might discover that your goals are closer than you think. Take it away, guys. Shift Revolution Podcast. How you doing this morning, brother? Hey, I'm doing well, Bobby. How are you this morning? Ah, perfect, perfect. I'm yeah. Uh, wow. Oh uh, yeah. That's that's different. My, my diet's good. Uh, my addictions are under control. Exercise every day. I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing okay. All right. Well, you said perfect, and I was just trying to qualify that. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfectly all right. I'm perfectly all right, man. There that's, we go. That's Good exactly deal. Right. That's, that's exactly. it. Okay. I that can agree week. with that. Uh, that was that a, first, first week of the year? Very profitable uh, in, in a lot of different ways. So uh, relationally, uh, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and financially. So all it's right. been a good week uh, across the board. I have uh, some been privileged to meet some new people, acquired a new co- couple of new clients. I've got, uh, uh, we started Bible study again this week. Uh, it's right. just a lot of stuff as, you know, just pretty much life is returning to normal and then some. So I'm, I'm really in good shape. My wife got good. a good health report because uh, she's been having some respiratory issues, but her lungs are clear. Uh, yeah, welcome to Bakersfield, right? It's been, yeah. It's, well, you know, it's like that one week being out of Bakersfield, you know, oh, really yeah. made an impact. So, yeah. yeah. So you get, your, cool. you get your lungs cleared up and then you come back into the cloud. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and we'll go from there. But yeah, but so it's been on, on pretty much on all fronts. It's been a, 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 a exceptionally great beginning to the year. Well, good. Good, man. I've had, um, I had a kind of a crazy week. I had like, I went to, uh, touch my uh, website at tabopta.com. I went right. to update it. And um, at, when I hit update, there was a glitch in the system and it erased um, about 80 hours worth of work. So, so, I'm, <laughs> okay. so Great. My, my life is the exact opposite of yours right now. Um, struggling a little here and there and the website and everything. But at the same time, instead of getting upset, what, you know, You've known me long enough that when things go to the left, I'm just like, okay, well, let's let's figure it out. We straighten it out. Well, adversity right builds character, and and you have a great deal of it. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. I that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. So, yeah, I'm proud of you. You'll, so, you'll, how are you, how are your clients doing with uh, their first week? I know. Yeah, I know. Well, since we took happens. a week off of vacation, everybody's sore. Okay, let's start that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, you know, well, you know how the first of the year is a beautiful part about having, you know, um, my clientele, so to speak, or having regular people that are doing, we're just in the middle of a, we're just in the middle of normal life when it comes to right. the training. That's the whole point. It's the, it's the consistency in training that has, uh, that is probably most important. So what, what, what is the new year? bring well the new year simply brings uh more of the same 
you know, right. last year they were training, they were training up until I went on vacation, you know, and some, they trained while I was on vacation and then, uh, and now we're back together and we're, you know, stepping into, you know, a new season of, uh, uh, of goals and a new season of training. So th that it's like anybody else, all of us who do this consistently recognize that that is the key to success. And right. so one year is, you know, there's nothing new, you know, this year you get to make, you know, as we talked about the last time we were together, you know, you're making, you're not making resolutions, you know, to start something, you know, like your health, you're just making resolutions and, and simply making adjustments to the process by which you manage your health. So right. there are new decisions to be made, but um, it, it's, it's not about that. You get to focus on something else if you want to make a new start on something this year, but you know, consistency is the same. I just want to be, you know, I want this year and the things I do this year to uh, build off of things I was doing last year. Right, right. I had um, I had a person email me the other day, and she said she she had listened to the podcast, and she said you seem to have uh, a lot of ups and downs in in your life, my life personally, where, where I'm motivated. Sometimes I'm not motivated, and other times I am. And she said, "How do you consistently keep working out?" And I said, "Well." you know, we got in a good conversation about motivation. And uh, mm -hmm. I said, um, there's, there's different types of motivation. And my even when my motivation goes away, so you've got to be motivated. Sometimes you got to be disciplined all the time. Because right. motivation comes from like, like somebody can listen to our podcast and I, I want to go. I want to. I'm ready to go now. And that's extrinsic motivation. That's motivation that's coming from the outside in. That's less, less Brown, Roland Brown, uh, David Goggins. It's when you get excited about something. You're like, sure. I'm going to start in the morning. And when the morning comes, extrinsic motivation usually peters out. It's gone. But sure. it, it's gone within a few hours. So, and I explained that to her. And then intrinsic motivation comes from. I need to, I need to act. I'm right. sick. I'm tired. I'm overweight. I'm, I'm whatever. I want to change my life. And that's the motivation that you need to get started. Mm -hmm. And then I explained to her that that doesn't last either. What happens is you get tired, you get sore, you get sick, you get busy. You, you know, I, my life is a, is a whirlwind of family and websites and working out and tracking my food and doing all the things that I have to do and get tired doing that. And, and exactly at the end of intrinsic motivation, if you can keep it long enough, then that's when you develop discipline. And then I told her, I said, you have to develop discipline and that can only be done by long-term, long-term doing the same thing, even when you don't feel like it. Correct. So, the three types of motivation we're talking about here are intrinsic from the inside, extrinsic from the outside, and that other one that we, we all have sometimes, none. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and you might want to – I, I love the idea of uh, motivation because motivation gets you uh, – it, it, it's becoming more and more of a buzzword. Yeah. Uh, so it, much it today, is. It really especially is. when it relates to fitness or anything like that. I think the real, you know, when it comes to the the, we used to say, well, we still, I still say, um, and there was for a while there was a campaign. One of the uh, our 
fitness, uh, you know, gurus back in the day used to marketing people came up this campaign, uh, know your why. And yeah. The, yeah. The, the why is still the same. And it's interesting how these, these things come and go as campaign slogans, as fads, as, as that type of thing, they disappear and they evolve into something else, you know, right. and somebody's, but the reality is it, uh, that has always been the focal point. It's, it's one of those things that should not be a slogan. It should be, and it always is the way we operate as human beings. Right. We only do what we want to do. Uh, we can, we can, you know, look at, uh, outside ourselves and say, well, you know, they made me do that. Like Flip Wilson, you know, back in the day, the comedian used to say, the devil made, the me, devil do made me do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 the truth is the devil made you do exactly what you wanted to do. Right. Okay. Uh, nobody makes us do anything. We as human beings are never made to do anything. Uh, we always have the choice to refuse. And so we do the things we want to do. What we don't understand is why I'm doing something. Okay. There may be a motivation. Somebody may have a gun to your head and you go, uh, I'm not doing this. And they say, if you don't do this, I'm pulling the trigger. Well, if you want to live, then you acquiesce and you say the reason they did that is because they held a gun in my head. No, the reason you did it is because you did not want to get shot. You want to, you want to live. You wanted to live. Okay. Right. If you had chosen, you had the choice of saying, well, pull the trigger because I'm not going to do it. And so every one of us has to identify our why. That's an extreme example, but we pretty much do that to ourselves every day. We right. hold a gun to our heads and we say, you know, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to get out of bed. And then you get to arguing with the gunman. Okay. <laughs> In the morning, you argue with yourself. You know, I, I need to do this. No, I'm not going to do this now, but I could do this. But And then you decide, no, I'm going to choose to stay in bed. But today, when it comes to responsibility, we want to make excuses uh, rather than saying, I'm going to take responsibility either for my improved health or my decreasing health. But either way, I am the one who's making the decisions and the choices whether or not I am going to get up or lay down, whether I'm right. going to eat this or eat that. It's always that choice. And, and the reality is in the world, and we will, you and I have talked about this before, and this will come up over and over and over again. In this technological world and the technology-based world we live in, there is such a vast chasm between the need for physical fitness and financial material success that it is no longer about survival. And so we have to choose to be physically fit in order to maximize the quality of our life and maximize the quality of our investments. And so that's the part that we have to, we as professionals have to help people to see that being physically fit is more than being physically attractive. It's more than being uh, a high level of performance or any of those things. It really has a benefit to your everyday life and the simple life you want to lead when it comes to just 
enjoying your family to the maximum. Right. Being as productive as you can in your in your occupation or in the activities that, that bring you joy. Uh, right. That is where we have to help people to see that so that they can become intrinsically motivated. I'm doing this. Why? Because I want the best I can get out of my life. I get it. I get it. I, I have lived the life that I have lived where I've, I've gone decades without taking care of myself. And I know how that feels. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know how that feels to get up and be sick and oversleep and all the things that come with being out of shape and, and being really sick is what I yeah. was. And, and I didn't know. So, you know, a lot of things come with that and you got to work your way out of that hole. But I tell you what, Roland, the thing that I'm, the thing that I'm coming to grips with as I talk to you more and more is that that hole is always there. It, that hole you dug, it's always there. It's always Absolutely. within, it's always within your reach and it's always, you know, the drugs and the alcohol and the, the fast the food and all the choices that I there. make, they're always there. And the thing that I, I'm trying to come to grips with is to teach people that that's not going to go away. And Correct. that's that's a horrible thing to tell an addict. And yes. addiction is addiction. It doesn't matter if it's food or lifestyle or drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever you're addicted to. So I'm trying to I'm trying to come to grips with the the fact that it's always there. It's always going to be there. I'm strong enough. I, I don't care for that life anymore, but I do know that having worked on the streets with the homeless and in the county and in mental health, that the, the struggle is so real for people who are like, I've eaten that way all my life. And now you're telling me I, and, and yeah, I do feel better. And they'll admit, I do feel better. And my, I'm, my mind is clearer. Everything's, but that monkey on your back just, refuses to go away and guess what folks you may get the monkey off your back but that monkey's going to be within your peripheral for the rest yes. of your life and 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 as well it comes down to you know one of the whatever change you know that people make uh the first change that they make is going to be beneficial you know right. I, I think i've mentioned this to you before and some of this stuff you know when we talk about this there's a lot of repetitiveness in this conversation and in this area because right. the reality is, it's very, very fundamental. The changes that need to be made are very, very fundamental. But you get to pick the change you make. You know, uh, I have I have have clients that don't like to change the way they eat. Okay, they like to eat. They don't want to have uh, restrictions on their on their diet. They want right. to make a lot of changes in their that. diet. So, I'm cool with that. I I but I tell them what you have to do. If you don't want to change the way you eat then you need to change the way you burn calories. Right. And so that means the workouts, the training you have to do has to be more intense. You have to do more of this. If your goal is to see physical changes, then what you have to do is if you don't want to, you know, make drastic changes to the fuel you ingest, then you have to make drastic changes to the way you use that fuel. Right. And so we will just, but you, you can't have both. And when most people say, you know, I, you know, I eat this, I've eaten like this all my life. Well, yeah. And, and what they, what they don't realize is that you've eaten like this all your life. That's not the, that's not the only problem. The way you've eaten isn't just about the food. 
It's about the fact that you've eaten it sitting down on the couch, watching TV, and when you finished eating it, you stayed on the couch and finished watching TV and kept right. watching TV until it was time to lay down. Then you stretched your legs out on the couch and you laid back on your back and you took a nap and then you woke up from the nap and then you got up and you went to the kitchen and you got some more to eat and you sat down and you watched another show. And so right. when you look at your life after about five or six hours you know, of, of that kind of a cycle and then you went to work and you sat down at work and you sat at work for eight hours. And you, yeah. you know, and you finally got up and you went to your car, you sat in your car, you know, in traffic for, you know, an hour or half an hour or whatever it is, you know, and then you got out of the car and you got to the car and you walked to the house and you went to the house and you walked through the kitchen and then you sat down in the kitchen and then you ate, picked something to eat and then you sat down in front of the TV and you ate it and you repeat that cycle over and over and over again. Yeah. So you find that you've walked, you know, to the garage, from the kitchen to the couch from the couch to the kitchen to the bathroom, from the bathroom to the garage, from the garage to the office door, from the office door to your desk, from your desk back to the office door, et cetera. And you've, you know, you've got about a mile of walking in, you know, but you've eaten like you're running a marathon. Right. You've eaten 4,000 calories or 6,000 even. You know, I didn't exactly. realize how easy it was to eat 6,000 calories until I started mm. tracking. I was like, wow, man, some of this yes. stuff is so cal caloric dense that, you know, you only need a, a tablespoon of it, but right. people are eating the whole bag of it. And like, exactly. so I, have a, I have a friend who, <laughs> it's funny how you said some people don't want to quit. So you have to, uh, you have to adjust in other ways. Absolutely. I have a friend who weighed 320, 325, and he decided he was going to lose weight and he went on a 2000 calorie diet and he said 1200 of it was food and 800 of it was whiskey. And I was like, that'll never work. <laughs> it worked. It yes. totally worked. Exactly. He totally lost some weight. He, exactly. he said, I don't feel any better, but I still get the drink. But I'm, I'm smaller. Like, I get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This here's the thing. Calories are calories. The body, you know, the body is amazing. You know, I always said if GM or, you know, or General or Chevrolet or Ford or whatever had created the body, then most of us would be taking really, really good care of it because we know that any minute it could break down. <laughs> okay. I so, got you. You know, you imagine you're walking through the mall. You're not skipping meals if you're going to run out of gas, you know, and you're walking through the mall and all of a sudden you run out of gas and you're stuck standing there. Until somebody brings you a cheeseburger or something, you know, and, and if, if, if we really operated like that, then we wouldn't have this issue. But right. the fact that, you know, as as the Bible says, I am, uh, you know, I am wonderfully made. You know, I am specifically made. God knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, when you look at that and you realize that, OK, I have no power over how my body functions. My heart right. beats on its own. My breathing happens automatically. You know, my blood flows on its own. All the things, the only thing I have the power to do is manage the condition of it. But I have nothing to do with the design. I have nothing right. to do with, with, with its, its, its overall, you know, especially the, 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 the microscopic you know, functionality of my cells, you know, and you think about all this, I can't see the, I can't see it. I can cut myself and I can see the blood, but I can't see the cells in the blood. I can't see right. what they're doing. And, and so I don't have any control over that. 
And when I understand that and accept the reality that I was created in such an incredible way that, okay, if I eat this, my body's going to dispose of it. It's going to burn it. It's going to store it. It's going to eliminate it. One of those things is going to happen. And so what I have to understand then is if I want it to function really well, there are some things I have to give it. And I have to give it movement. I have to give it resistance. I have to give it opportunity to heal itself. Right. And that is why, you know, the, the, the idea of personal responsibility is so essential when it comes to our health and it comes to our well-being, because there is no pharmaceutical substitute that is going to make muscle on my body. There is no. no tablet or pill I can take that is going to make my my body function at a higher level. It will it will it will simply suppress the symptoms of what's going on in my body, the negative symptoms. But that's the only reason we take pharmaceutical anything is right. to suppress the negative sy symptoms so that we can feel like we're functioning better. Yeah, the um, what you put in your body, your body uses. Doesn't matter yes. if it's heroin or cheeseburger or whatever, your body's exactly. going to utilize it. And the thing is, if you want that, if you want a healthy life, you put healthy things in your body. If you don't care or you don't know, man, you're going to, you're going to eat at McDonald's and exactly. that's fine. Like, like you said, people make their own choices and that is wonderful. I mean, you, what's, what's my, why I like feeling good. I, right. I do. I mean, I wish, I wish it was, you know, um, uh, more noble. <laughs> I wish I, I'm feeling good for my children. Yes. No, that's a side effect. I, that's a side effect. I'm good for my kids now right. because I'm good for my wife now. And um, <clears throat> those are things that all just come with, with what I'm doing. But the reason that I do what I do, and you can see it in my eyes, yep. because I, I feel good. And I want to feel good. And whenever I cheat and whenever I don't work out, which is rarely now, I feel it almost instantly. I feel right. it that day. If I, if I haven't worked out, I don't sleep right. If I haven't eaten right, I don't sleep right. And I wake up feeling bad. And it's all these things when you completely clean your life up, then you start to realize one thing can take it out of you. And when you, when you stop rolling and really think about that, one cheeseburger makes me feel bad. When I stop and think about it, I used to eat three and right. fries right. and then walk away from that meal not knowing that I felt bad because I just felt normal. I exactly. just felt normal. Exactly. And now normally I feel good. And if I don't take care of myself, my body instantly relaxes. It tells me my brain yeah. says, yeah. hey. It alerts yes. me to that fact. And that's what I love about what happened to me as I got through that. The first was, of course, I, I, I remember walk, when I started to walk. And I remember walking up the hill and I, I listened to the same motivational tape every single day for a exactly. year. Exactly. It was 45 minutes long and it took me 45 minutes. I memorized that thing and I got to there the point go. where I felt it. Right. At certain points, I would, I would think, okay, here comes that part that makes me want to just go so yes. i got that and then I, I still listen to it once in a while i still listen to it once in a while because it's what developed discipline in me yes over and over it's like you can't get good at anything without Practice. doing it over and over and over repetition and over until it, repetition and yeah. they you know 
when I think back on what I did and I try to tell people, other people, what I did, it mm-hmm. seems insane to me, but I, right. I, I listened to the same thing every, 45 minutes a day for a year. Are you insane? Right. Yeah, I was at that yeah. point. Yeah. So let's develop, let's talk about, you know, when I, when I talk to people, I talk about it's just constant, 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 whether I wanted to walk or not. saying let me let me let me just yeah. touch on something because you you I, I love what you were just saying um the this idea that you you know you you picked a method of motivation for yourself that would allow that you could uh that you could embrace yeah you know that 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 voice that you chose to follow in that in that uh, motivational tape of yours, that voice that you chose to follow, you made a commitment yes. to that, and the commitment was like, okay, I'm hearing this and I'm telling myself this is over and over and over again. So what I'm doing is I'm getting up with my friend who's yeah. speaking into my ear perfect, perfect every day and say, yeah. you can go, yeah. So that's exactly what that's exactly required, and so every person has that every one of us has to find that in an individual way and and when we find that for ourselves but that is what whatever creates consistency in your life that's what you do and you enjoy it and embrace it there is no one size fits all and i i really want our listeners to 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 understand that there is no one way to do this embrace the way yeah i i totally agree because this health shift revolution is about helping people find that personal way to do it. You and I are not like, this is the way, and this is what you're going to do. Like it or lump it, get the work. And I don't feel that way at all. Um, Exactly. There's so many, this is a a modern, uh, modern age and there's tons of diets that work and they work for different types of people. And there's tons of exercise programs that work and, there's levels and intensity that work and everybody can't go to the, your level and no, no people can't come to my level and I can't operate it at anybody else's. This is about me. And this is what I want the health shift revolution. Right. To, you know, if we could coin some phrase to put on a t-shirt, <laughs> this is about right. me. Yeah, this is about exactly. me. That's all right. about me. You know, and, and if I could coin one phrase for people, I would tell them 20% or less. That's, that's, that's my body fat, you know, that you want to target if you want to do 20% or less. And, 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 you know, there's an 80, 20 rule in yeah. life, you know, that we hear all the time, you know, 80% of people do 20% of the work, et cetera, et cetera, or 20% of people do 80% of the work. That's what it is, whatever it is. But the reality is whatever you invest 80% of your time in or 80% of your focus in about that, you got a 20% grace period. You know, if I'm 80% lean, Okay, then I don't have to really worry about right. what I eat. I don't have to concern myself with it. But okay? let me let me adjust um, you know, one thing there. When when you say that, please everybody understand what Roland means. When you work that hard to be twenty percent, and you say you can eat whatever you want, what you want is a different thing. And, and that is up to a point, because eighty percent of the time, yeah. that's exactly right. Again, it's 80% of the time I eat, quote unquote, right. clean. 
okay, or more, you know, depends on level. But, you know, if if I'm going out with, you know, if I show up at a, you know, at a buffet or I show up at a, at a, at a dinner and this is all that's put in front of me and I don't, my choices are here, then what I understand, frankly, is that I can eat this and I'm not worried about what's going right. to happen in my body. Okay, so I I will eat this because this is fine as long as it tastes good. Okay, but I will eat this. (laughs) The qualifier for me is it's got to taste good, you know, Uh, but but if I'm yeah, if I'm on the road and I need to grab something and the only thing is open, you know, at at, uh, one o'clock in the morning and I'm driving down the highway, you know, halfway somewhere, I'll pull into Jack and Box. I'll get there, whatever that little burger is, and I'll eat that, you know. Uh, those are the things that will happen, but I don't stress about that. I, you know, I'm a carnivore, right. so I'm going to eat meat and I'm don't worry about how that helps. My body processes these things, but I also know the last thing I'm thinking about is whether or not I'm going to gain another pound. It doesn't, my, my brain, my body right. doesn't function that way. So I know that this fuel goes in and goes out and in emergency situations. I can, I can eat and I can be just fine with it. That's how most people live. If we're not, you know, if we're not professional athletes or uh, uh, high level, you know, you know, uh, uh, performers of some sort of things like that. If you're a regular dad and you got to take your kids out to somewhere and they're, you know, walking through one of these amusement parks and stuff like that, you know, you're 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 sitting there going, okay, I am not going to go all day without eating something, and I will simply eat something. And, and you use your, you, we, we always do is you make your best choices, best decisions. But yes, first and foremost, you got to get to the point where you can do that. It's always more restrictive always, when you're beginning, always. you know, yeah. it's harder in the beginning and that's just the process. But once you've been living like this for, for years, the whole point of living like this well, is so that you can live a little bit for people in the, let's say months. <laughs> Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want people to think. Well, it takes I'm talking years about. I'm talking to, about to get into this. It. It. You know what? It. It. It takes. It takes. It takes years of being in a position of never having right. to stress about yeah. these convers having these conversations. You know, um, the difference between my body at 33 and my body at 68 is the level of muscularity and leanness that I can hold on to. Okay. At 33, it was effortless to hold on to muscle. Okay. You know, at 68, I have to, I have to push a little harder to, to do the same kind of things. And even though I'm getting leaner as because of the focus of my training now, it's harder to get to that level of leanness, not because I'm actually uh, doing things to make myself more fat, it's just because holding on to muscle at a certain age right. becomes more challenging. Metabolism slows down. That's all. Metabolism yeah. changes. Everything changes. And that's just a biological degeneration right. of the human body. And so uh, you, that's what I'm resisting. And so I have to change my kind of change the focus, you know, of that. You know, I have this picture of my 33 year old self in my you know, last competitions, you know, staring yeah. at me over my shoulder. You know, and I'm looking, I'm looking at that guy going, you know what, that was, it those were great days. And, and I am still nearly as functional, however. And that's yeah. the difference. At 68, I can still do so many of the things that I could do at 33. Yeah, that's I, what matters. I, I see it. I have, I see those pictures of myself in the Marine Corps. 
I'm like, man, that dude was that dude was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacked. Yes. So exactly. Exactly. But this guy is exactly. is more impressive. The guy I'm staring at, the guy people is more impressive. At, at, at that age, you were yeah. supposed to look like that. Yeah. That was like you're supposed to be in that shape. You know, that's that was always our mindset. This was I was yeah, I was a professional exactly. dancer. I was a combat marine. I, I had to be that okay. way. I, I couldn't exactly. I couldn't operate in any other way. And now if we I, I've taken that mindset again, Rowan, and I, I want to tell people I've taken the yes. same mindset. I can't live any other way. There has to be there has to be yes. that where motivation turns into discipline and discipline turns into a lifestyle. And when when it's your lifestyle. It's easy. I mean, I don't want to exercise today. I'll be exactly. honest. But you know what I'm going to do as soon as I hang this right. call up? Hit the gym. There it is. That's what I do. So, yes. Yes. And, you know, uh, there are people who are, who are listening who are already my age. Right. They're already your age. And they're, in fact, I had this conversation with a client the other day uh, who's your age. He's younger than, you know, obviously younger than me. Um, and we were talking about the fact that if she starts continues the process of training now that by the time she gets to my age, she will have been training almost 20 years. So she's actually younger than you. She'd been training 20 years. So if you just keep this level of work up at 20 years, then by the time you get to this stage, all of that intervening years, you're going to have continual improvement. But by the time you get to be my age, you're going to be in such yeah. great condition. And you will have been in great condition for so many years that you won't have any memory right. of the condition you're in today. And that's the whole point. Suppose you don't die today or tomorrow or yep. 10 years from now. This is the mindset we have to get people to get into. What happens if, oops, I lift? Stephen Stills once said, you know, it's Crosby Stills and Ash. He said, man, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, he, like, he looked like a train wreck. <laughs> I met this guy. I, I met him in an elevator in Tokyo and back in 1981, you know, and, uh, and just out of chat going up an elevator and air. And, and it, was, uh, it was one of those funny things. And I will always remember that statement from him. And he didn't make that statement to me at that moment, but I heard it later on. And I realized that, you know, okay, I, because I met, we talked, I had that sick in my mind and I've used that okay. forever because that's the point. We don't know. We don't think in terms of longevity in our world, everything is done in 60 yeah. second sound bites or, you know, TikTok videos and things like that. We're training our brains to think in seconds and yeah. not in years anymore. And not for this idea of search of, of longevity. It's whatever you're doing today, you're doing today. You've managed to get through your day up to this point. You've set your, your, your world in place, you know, uh, they say, you know, that overweight people are some of the most efficient people in the world because they keep everything within arm's length. And as a secretary, you know, right. you know, overweight secretaries are excellent because they, they have everything so they can minimal effort. Uh, and, and there, these are things that they've actually right. studied, you know, and they study those things in office, you know, and, and psychology and stuff like that. So we're looking at 
a world that's being trained to think in right now right. and right now. And we're only. losing a lot of our culture and we're losing a lot of, of things that we that built this country. I'm, I'm going to close with this thought. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I, I carried, I told you before, I carried a guitar around for 20 years, almost 25 years, and I wanted to play right. it. And I, my lament you reminded me, of course, my, my greatest lament was, man, if I'd have started when I was 18, I'd be playing for 40 years now. Well, right. when I did start playing right there, I've been playing for two years now, Roland, and I can't remember what it's like not to be able to play. That's the beauty of this. Right. You can start right. at any time. You can sit around and you can say, man, I wish I would work out because I'd really be in good shape if I started last summer. We'll start now because next summer you won't say that. You'll say, I've been in shape for a year. I've been in right. shape for two. In my case, I've been in shape for fuck yes. seven years. I've been this way for seven years. Yes. And it's this thing that people look at you and they go, okay, there must be something to this. If you can do it for seven years. Yes. Exactly. It's like driving a car, playing a guitar, playing the drums, anything, learning to sing. The more you do it, the more it becomes a part of your life. And that's what happened to me. Fitness is a part of my life. It put me in this chair talking to you, brother. And that's what I love about what's happening to me. Yes. My life got a, a lot better. Amen. My life got a lot better and yes. I'm not sick anymore. And I'm, I teach people how not to be sick and I teach people how to eat and I teach people how to work out and how to take care of themselves. And the main thing that I love about my life is I teach other people how to love themselves. And that, is beyond anything I've ever done in my life. And I love it. Yes. Yes, exactly. And as someone who has really never been out of shape, <laughs> I have had the privilege of over almost 40 years now of leading people yeah. down this path. And what happens is in my 40 years, uh, I've been fortunate to gain so much insight and so much experience in how people believe and think and operate the, the way this idea of, of uh, physical fitness has evolved or the, the, the more information has evolved. And I'm basically, you know, I'm a guide yeah. now, you know, I'm like those guides they used to, you know, the a wilderness guide. Yeah. Okay. You know, everything, you know, all of this noise, all the all the 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 fads and the trees and all this kind of stuff, everything looks like, you know, you're in a jungle, you're in a forest and you're lost. And there's a guy who's in front of you who's walking along as if he's walking down a five lane highway and knows exactly where he's going and sees everything there is to see. And you're sitting there going, how are we going to get through that? Don't worry about it. And he goes, oh, it's right here. Don't follow me. And that is the privilege, that is the joy that I've had, because what my physical life has allowed me is allowed me to let people know that we're not unique. You know, when it comes to our physiology, we're not unique. We've all got the same body parts. We all breathe the same way. Other than our reproductive organs, we're pretty much, yep. we're exactly the same. And so when we understand that, then it's not out of reach. 
none of this is out of reach. You're not going to be the only one. And I haven't said this a thousand times. You're not going to be the first person that fitness training right. doesn't work for. Right. Okay. You're not going to be the one that, oh, I did this. Every time somebody says, I tried working out, which it, it, it means that you did not actually train. Okay. <laughs> what you did was you tried going to the gym you know, and you got in your car. And how do you try going to the gym? You either show up to the gym or you don't. You know, I tried to go to the gym. And I got in my car and it went to McDonald's instead. You know, that is not, your car's like, no, nah, you got no business my, going in here. One of the Follow most, me. one of the <laughs> craziest things that stuck with me from a child is my grandfather told me, he said, he laid a quarter on the ground. I was young, like six, seven years old. He laid a quarter on the ground. He said, try to pick right. that quarter up. And I bent down and he stopped me. He said, try to pick the quarter up. And I bent down. He stopped me. And I, I said, well, I'm going to pick the quarter up. He said, I didn't tell you to pick it up. I told you to try. And oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there is no. And, and then exactly. later on in 1977, there is no try. There is only do. In Star Wars. There is no yes. try here. My boy, Yoda. you're not, if you're not doing it, you're not trying. Exactly. Sorry. That's the way I always felt about it. Exactly. So, Everybody, exactly. Uh, get to work. <laughs> get to work. <laughs> just yeah, to quote Nike, it. just do. All it. right, love you, man. My brother. Hey, everybody. You too. Listen, I appreciate you. I need you to subscribe. I need you to pass this on because this message is universal and it's powerful. So subscribe, like, love, pass it on. I'll see you next week, bro. Yes. Pass it on. Later. You got it. Take care. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Roland and I are grateful for the time you spent with us today. If you liked it, subscribe because we'll be back every week to offer up that rational and reasonable advice on discovering your individual path to holistic wellness. It's time you join the revolution. See you next week.